Welcome back to Sound Up Governance. This week we have part one of another two-parter and with a returning guest, no less. Here on episode 34, we have episode five's Andrew Escobar back on the show. Andrew's LinkedIn profile reads, Fintech Explorer and Open Banking Advocate at MX. A highlight of his professional experience is that for 12 years, he's been on the board of the Canadian Internet Registration Authority, or CIRA, although his tenure is coming to an end this fall. I always think of him as one of the most curious governance minds in my community, which I guess is also something. But when I asked Andrew how he'd like me to describe him for the purposes of this episode, he said, I wouldn't use a title. You can just say Andrew Escobar which perfectly captures the experience of a 30-something with 12 years of board experience and with his governance future, a giant question mark, being invited to talk about governance on a governance-themed podcast. He and I think of good governance in really similar ways, and I wanted to bring him back to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but let's start at the beginning. Sure, we think that corporate governance needs to change, but I wondered if Andrew had a clear idea of what problem we're even trying to solve. I think the problem is that directors and boards began to question the value they bring to the organizations they serve. And while, let's say 20 years ago, that there was this awakening of, okay, well, we need to take this compliance work more seriously. We need to make sure that bad things don't happen and that we exercise our oversight role uh, in the best way possible. And there's a lot of attention played to that aspect of corporate governance. But I think what directors are now starting to consider more is what is what is good governance? What is the value that I bring as an individual to this team? And what do we as a board, what's the value that we deliver to their organization? And when you start framing the problem like that, you then begin to question the way that you do your work, the way that you approach problems, and the way that you commit as a group to solve them. My first reaction to Andrew's comment was to reflect on something my friend, Professor Ada Siamich Wahid, who I really need to get on this podcast. Anyway, Ada said something to me a couple weeks ago that I couldn't believe I'd never thought about before. Boards and executives are conditioned so that the first word they think of when they think of corporate governance is oversight. But, and here was the light bulb that Ada caused to go off, Oversight is inherently backward-oriented. Maybe a little bit about the present, but certainly not about the future. Seriously, ask 10 directors what they think their job is, and 9 of them will use the word oversight in the first sentence. So we, and by we I mean the whole world of governance experts from directors to executives to consultants to educators, have conditioned boards almost to do the opposite of the thing they really think they should be doing, which is orienting themselves toward the future. Maybe that's part of the problem Andrew's getting at. And I wonder if that's what's changing. That view that your work as a board member is simply to focus on hindsight and oversight, right? What happened last year? What's happening today? As opposed to spending more time on what's happening tomorrow. What type of organization will we be a year from now? five, 10 years from now, what are the problems we're going to encounter? How do we begin to maybe not solve them today, but start planning against them today? Because it's a, it's a process. And how do you improve upon that process? I think that that is the, I hope, the awakening that we're seeing 
within boards and their directors. For me, one of the light bulb moments that I had, it was 2018 and it was the first day of my, I was completing the Institute of Corporate Directors Director Education Program. And it was day one, and I won't name the two directors, but these two like senior directors on meaningful, challenging boards pose a very difficult question. Does the work that we do matter to the organization? And they meant it. And they didn't mean it to demean their work or all of our work, but that is the way they wanted to approach the 12 days that we had together. They wanted to understand what's the value that they were trying to achieve as directors and as a board. It got me thinking about, okay, well, what am I, what am I here to do as a director, as a board member? And I, it became a getting that balance right, to be less focused and fixated almost on the compliance aspects of my work, which is all hindsight and oversight oriented and to think more about the future. And if you simply view the board's job as compliance, hindsight, oversight, you miss out on the real value that I think boards deliver today, which is foresight, thinking about the future. And that's a lot harder to do than the hindsight and oversight work that everyone would say is their job as a board member, right? That fiduciary duty that you have to the board, to the corporation. That's, that's the problem. Not to say that, that that isn't necessary work. Of course it's necessary. But finding the right balance is key to your work as a board. This question, which I really like of, do I even matter? And I don't know if those directors meant it as a, provocation to the room to say let's prove to ourselves that we matter because you do matter or if it was maybe more sincere like I actually don't know if I matter or how to matter either way I don't think it's a framing that most executives or directors are too concerned about the moment they walk into a boardroom for the first time they're not really wondering to themselves how do I come into this room and actually do something great and if they did, it might be of interest to more people to actually figure out what great means. And let me give an example that's related to what you're talking about. So if, if we talk about foresight, which I like in theory, but I don't think is sufficiently specific for us to know how to walk into a room and do it. The other term that's very common is we need to, quote unquote, be more strategic which I think also isn't sufficiently specific for people to know how to walk into a room and do it. Because if it were, then they would just do it, right? If we could say, we need to do foresight, and everyone agrees, you'd just start doing it. If you said, if you wanted to be more strategic and everybody agrees and you knew what that looked like, you'd just start doing it, right? There wouldn't be anything in your way. What, okay, let's maybe, I'll ask a silly question. What does it feel like to you or how do you know when you're quote unquote being strategic or doing foresight? It's moments when I'm not specifically working on a problem at hand that we have today. When we're thinking about problems or opportunities that we anticipate coming down the line 
in the future. When you start setting yourself up for success in that way and think about those that future state, future risks, future problems, future opportunities that you can capitalize on, when you put yourself in that place, that to me is the foresight work. That to me is the strategy work. Thinking about a strategic problem and saying yes or no to it in the moment, that actually to me strikes me more like oversight work. That's passing a really substantial budget or a corporate restructuring or changing your capital structure. Like that might, might be present day problems as opposed to future problems. And so the last definition there is around what you're trying to solve, I think is actually where the most value is. And, that, and that's exactly why it's difficult because the problem isn't perfectly defined. It's not placed right in front of you in a binary way you are tasked as a board or hopefully tasked as a board to think about the problems in a more open, constructive way. Even saying that out loud, that doesn't sound like much. That just sounds like you're not approaching the problem with rigor or intent. But I actually do think that that is the most impactful work that I've done on a board. It's the stuff that is not perfectly defined, but setting us up for the future. I love that work. So it almost sounds like part of what's missing in that more oversighty version of this is that, and this is a normal behavior in boardrooms in general, is we're expecting management to process and digest whatever kind of stuff comes into the room, maybe even all the way down to a recommendation by the time it gets into the boardroom. Right. So the any opportunity for foresight has basically been synthesized out of the process by the time the board gets to even look at it, or at least to have a conversation about it. And so basically the conversation that happens is a conversation about, okay, well, what do we need to consider before we approve this? Instead of how do we co-create or co-define the problem at hand before we even imagine what paths we might travel and, 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 right? Is that a fair, I'm just, I'm giving an extreme example to illustrate a point. It is. Like I, I, it's a good example because most of the decisions that arrive in a board package or in a boardroom are binary decisions. And I understand that that's ultimately the outcome. Like you want a binary decision in front of a board that they can say yes or no to, but that a board would accept a process that only includes a binary decision that arises at at the table, to me is wrong. You need to have a process in place that allows for some give and take, some feedback into the process and understanding how the decision can change, what are the options on on the table, so that it isn't a binary decision. And what you want to try to avoid is, of course, figuring out what those alternatives are in the boardroom. And I know we want to put everything into a board meeting, but if you think of all the other work that we do in our lives, we're moving away from meetings. But then how do you, I mean, this is sounds awful, but how do you get more meetings, mm-hmm. right? How do you structure more? If, if everything needs to happen in a meeting, how do you structure more meetings that are respectful of people's time, but actually let you arrive at decisions that, that are ultimately not binary. 
mm-hmm. they were decided on in bits and pieces and there was room uh, to adapt and understand the problem and really arrive at something that that's better for everyone where the board is actually contributing and management has the room to deliver something not that simply going to pass the board's approval but really is like am- ambitious manages risk grows the company grows the bottom line grows the mission impact i think that you need a more dynamic process in place if that's what your end goal is and simply arriving at binary decisions that a past committee passed the board and then you move on that that doesn't work so would it be a fair concern to you if a manager especially a ceo countered this concept by saying i i just feel like the board's not trusting my judgment trust goes both ways okay it's not a lack of trust in judgment i need to understand the decision we're going to make as a board and it's that shared understanding of the decision and the outcome that's what to me good governance is a shared understanding of what the problem is and the different ways that we can solve it and simply arriving at the one solution to me isn't good enough and of course much of the work the majority of work is not going to happen in a board meeting or in in committees or the the regular board process so much of that work happens within the organization it feeds its way up to the board but it means that our boards need to shift the way that we work and that management needs to be willing to shift as well the way they work with boards and i i guess that's a challenge you're not trying to just move boards in one direction you're actually trying to move senior management teams and leaders in that direction as well there's not a lot of of current board members anywhere who would out loud say that's the definition of my job and that's what i expect to be doing when i get in the room i mean should we be recruiting different directors and the easy answer there is yes okay i think the more nuanced answer is i'm actually probably still yes actually i do think there's something to say with the current pool of directors that we have today that's what we have today hmm. and it's important that we work on maybe not the skills that those directors bring to the table I don't think that needs to change. It's more of their view of their role. Right. But I think it's fairly cemented in their minds what their role is for sure and isn't. And it's fairly cemented in the role of management teams what the role of the board is and isn't. So simply saying we need to bring on new directors who have a fresh perspective on governance or their role as directors that isn't sufficient. because you don't you don't you haven't solved the problem yet. And so as you slowly bring on new directors as you slowly increase your applicant pool and bring in new people into the process you fail them and you fail what at your intents of of actually making the board more dynamic. 
So I asked Andrew if, as a board member with 12 years of experience in the CIRA boardroom, and also as a person with super big thinking and countercultural ideas about governance, maybe he and people like him are the ones best positioned to be change agents in their boardrooms. His answer surprised me a bit. I think it's really challenging to do something for so many years in the same way and then try to do something different or to be the one to propose something different because you've already done it and it works and you know it works because you were part of it. My biggest challenge is that, you know, six years into my journey, I definitely want to approach my work in a different way and I want our board to approach work in a different way. But I think I knew that I wasn't the change agent that our board needed and that most board need um, at that time. It was very much for me important to have new individuals come in and lead that change. I think that's what I've been most successful at is supporting those individuals. My current chair is fantastic. Absolutely love working with her and supporting her in her role. I'm, I'm, the, I'm now the vice chair of the board and she's the kind of change agent that I think our board needed. But we have other individual directors who have joined us over the last few years who are also change agents and figuring out a way to include them in our process and to be heard. That's how change will continue to happen long after I'm gone. I wasn't, I wasn't the one to change our board. It is these new individuals who have come on, who have really changed the way that we think about our future and the way that we solve problems today. That's not to say that I haven't contributed in my own way, but I couldn't have done it with a board that, I think this is the heart of it, with a board that has constant membership. One of the benefits of our board, I've been on that board for 12 years, but there is a healthy rotation of board members. I think I've seen the board now completely flip maybe twice. And it's difficult to manage that change at times, but it's also incredibly healthy. And so while I wasn't the one to do it, supporting others yeah. to bring in that change is I think the value that I brought to that board. That brings us to the end of part one of my recent chat with Andrew Escobar. Can you believe there's even more? In next week's episode, we talk about making sure that a board's future-oriented work actually ends up being useful to management, and also about how important it can be to have creativity in the boardroom. In the meantime, reach out to me anytime at soundup at groundupgovernance.com if you have any ideas for future guests or topics, or any of your own ideas about how to nudge boards and executives toward being more like what they say they want to be. Catch you next time.